Welcome to The Lead, a podcast where we learn how to get ahead in the media industry from the people who did it. I'm Noelle Lashley. On today's episode of The Lead, I talk with Fortune Magazine Associate Editor Polina Marinova. After graduating from UGA with a bachelor's degree in journalism in 2013, she took on roles at USA Today, CNN, and Aussie. Marinova had her sights set on New York, and her determination paid off when she landed a position with Fortune Magazine, where she writes the Term Sheet newsletter. Most recently, her work and drive earned her the Grady College John E. Drury Young Alumni Award. In this episode, we talk about how to cope when life after graduation doesn't go according to plan, the importance of a willingness to start from the bottom of the professional totem pole, and why career challenges can present the best opportunities to grow. But first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast was created by the Cox Institute for Journalism Innovation, Management, and Leadership as part of its Innovation Fellowship Program. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash Cox Institute. First, thank you for doing this with me. I'm really glad you got here, especially considering the weather situation that Dr. Herndon was telling me about. Yeah, it was great. I definitely thought my flight would be canceled, so I hadn't packed or anything in the last minute. I was like, wait, this is one of those miraculous times where I can get on a plane. <laughs> you graduated from here in 13, right? Yes. 2013. Since 2013, you've been at all the, I mean, you were at CNN, you were at Aussie Today, Fortune. Wow. Okay, that's a new standard. <laughs> so when you were a student here, what, what did you do? What was your thing? Yeah, so when I was a student, um, even as a freshman, I very much knew that I wanted to work at the student newspaper. The Red and Black was my Mount Everest, and <laughs> I wanted to work there so badly. So I started my freshman year, um, worked my way up until I was editor-in-chief my senior year, and then... And then I thought that um, I would graduate, have a full-time job, buy a house, have a dog, the, <laughs> et cetera. But life does not work that way. So, like you mentioned, I've been all over the place mainly because I had no other choice. After I graduated, I spent a year living at home and working from the couch, <laughs> a very great office. And what I did was because I couldn't find a full-time job, I was like, what's the next best next best thing? And what I did was uh, reach back out to my internship uh, bosses, I guess. And I had interned at USA Today and CNN. So I said, hey, do you need some freelance work? I'm out of school. I'm willing to do anything. So they said, sure. I would work at CNN from 7 to 4 and then sit in traffic. And then from 6 to 11, I would work at USA Today. So I had no life for about a year. But... It allowed me to save money so that I could move elsewhere. So in that period of time, I continued to interview, and New York was my target. So I ended up <laughs> at a startup. And at the time, I had no idea what a startup was. I just saw it as a job. So I was at uh, the startup for six months before they told me, hey, we're shutting down the New York office, go to D.C. And I said, wow, okay, well, I moved here because I wanted to live in New York. I found this social media job at Fortune, and Fortune's a little bit of a larger organization, so I said, hey, I've been at a startup, I, can, I don't know much about business, 
but I can learn and I will sweep the floor if I have to. But like, I, I like genuinely think that I can contribute to what you guys are doing, have a different perspective. I can move fast, learn quickly. And so I got that job and I've been there for three and a half years now. Right now it's graduation season and they're having all the events for, oh, tell us where you got your job or oh, pose for this. And if you don't have one immediately, then you feel like I have failed or I'm not good enough or did I just make a huge mistake in what I want to do. And you made a good point about I'll sweep the floor if I have to, if I just can get in. Yep, because you know what you can do. As long as you get in, then, I mean, you can work your way up, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, and if you just said, hey, like, I want to get this social media job for Fortune, I'll sweep the floor if I have to. And now you've worked your way up within that (laughs) company quite a bit. So can you tell me a little bit more about what you do now there? Yes. So now I am an associate editor, but I also write Term Sheet, which is Fortune's daily newsletter about private equity deals, venture capital deals. And I do various interviews with deal makers in the industry. So it is a newsletter with I would say tens of thousands of subscribers and it's a lot of pressure to put something out that you know some of the top deal makers in the industry will read. So you have to be one, very well informed and two, be able to form an opinion based on a lot of the things that you read, report on, etc. Um, and <laughs> uh, it was interesting because I got there through saying yes when other people said no or when other people left even though I may not, may not have been the most qualified for it. When somebody gives you an opportunity and it's an amazing opportunity, you know it's an amazing opportunity, but you're not sure whether you can do it, you'll always rise to the occasion. It doesn't matter if you stay up until 3 a.m. learning what dry powder in business means, you're gonna figure it out and you're gonna do it because there's no other choice. And I think that that's what you learn at Grady, that's what you learn at UGA. Um, the best thing that happened to me is that I was could not find a job that first year out of school because when you're in college in journalism and other majors it's very very tough because up until the last point you have no idea which is exciting and terrifying at the same time but when you leave this like world of opportunity opens up and you see jobs that you never thought you'd be doing business journalism is not something I ever thought I would want to do let alone do and now I find it so exciting so I got there just by saying yes at the right time. <laughs> what did you see yourself doing before? What did you want? Okay, so <laughs> so when I was here, I thought that I would graduate and I would get a job as an education reporter, in particular, higher ed reporter, which is so niche and so specific. When I was interning at USA Today, they actually had a higher ed reporter and I followed her around. I helped her write a story about Title IX. I thought it was the coolest thing. So that kind of shaped my idea of what I wanted to do. The problem is there's barely journalism jobs out there at the time, let alone higher ed or education reporting. I interviewed with several um, smaller newspapers in Georgia about, uh, in particular, education reporting. But what I found was that they were in too small of markets. And I kind of like the, I come from a mentality of, I like to be the small fish in a big sea versus a big fish in a very small pond. So I took that, you know, again, being a janitor in New York City to me was probably better than being this education reporter in Macon. Not not to say anything bad about Macon. 
Every place has its merits. Exactly. But I've been talking with some of my friends who graduated last May about finding that job and finding the fit for you and how it can be really hard as a journalist, like you said, trying mm-hmm. to find a journalism job. There's this temptation to jump at one because it's an available job, but finding the one that's right for you is different. Yes. Yes. <laughs> very, very different. And it can be scary because sometimes in your head you're thinking, what am I doing? This opportunity is presenting itself. It's hard to turn down money when you don't have money. It's hard to turn down a job when you do not have a job, right? Somebody's giving you an opportunity and they're saying, here's a job, here's money, here's like a way of life. And you have to say, no, I prefer to sit on my mom's couch for longer until I find something that fits better. It's really, really hard. It's a, it's a hard thing to do, but you just have to know what's that you know what's not a good fit before you know what's a good fit and that that takes a lot inside of you and being really sure of i will find this thing but it also i'm sure is really really hard mm-hmm. on you as a person so how did you get through that year so it's it's realizing that um well one your first job does not have to define the rest of your career you know if you work at the Dairy Queen because you have to pay off your loans, do that just so that maybe you can get the loans out of the way and then you can move wherever you want, right? The, so the worst advice that I've ever been given as a student uh, was by professors, it was by mentors, it was by everybody. They said, it does not matter the location, the, only the job matters. Like, it doesn't matter if you have to go in the middle of nowhere, Florida, it's the job. So I always, I, I always thought about that and I tried it um, within various internships and that was not true for me. If I am somewhere where I genuinely do not enjoy the place or the, I have no friend, it, it's just the environment is really, really important for you to be able to enjoy your job. So I always say, if you wanna move to let's say LA, but you, you really, really want to move there, but there's the perfect job in the middle of nowhere, Florida. Sure, stay there if you want to try it, but I, I definitely think that working through, the first thing you need to, once you graduate, the first thing you need to ask yourself is where will I be the happiest? Then look on LinkedIn, find the network of Grady people that are there, talk to them, have coffee with them, figure out whether that is the place you want to be, and then do everything in your power to get there. Coffee is the great connector of journalists. <laughs> Always. <laughs> and now at Fortune, I mean, you do the term sheet, and I see you do all these videos, and I see you do all these interviews, and all these different things. So how did you broaden that umbrella of what you do? So in high school, I was incredibly introverted. When I got to college, I opened up a little bit because of journalism. But I, I was always so, so, so nervous in front of a camera or any sort of speaking. Literally, my voice would start shaking and I didn't know how to calm down. So when I got to Fortune, I kind of realized that every single person does a lot of different things. You can't just be a print journalist. You can't just be a web person. Um, so my biggest regret at Grady is not... Um, taking any video classes, doing any sort of even practice on video. I avoided it like the plague. I was like, I, this is not my <laughs> thing. I only write. 
And then you get thrown in these situations. I My first video at Fortune was so, so bad and so embarrassing. And oh, it was such a good person to interview. And I just totally watched it. I was filling in for another reporter who was like, you should do this. And I was like, sure, I'll practice. Not a good person to practice on. And then it was so bad that... Um, the producer of the show sent me the raw footage of the actual interview and there's nothing like looking at yourself and being like, oh my God, look at my hand gestures. I'm not composed at all. Um, my voice, when you're on video, you gotta have a range. I was monotone, it was horrible. So I would say while you're in school, maybe even after, just try everything. Even if you fail miserably, it's so much, it'll make you, feel like, okay, I did that and I did not die, so all is good. <laughs> That's always a good feeling. If it makes you feel any better, I'm going for broadcast and my first stand-up, so I went back and watched yesterday and yeah. I just thought, no. I know. No. And once you see it, awareness is the best. Once you're aware, you're like, okay, maybe I should control my movements a little bit. Maybe I should look straight into the camera. You, you learn things. <laughs> One of the biggest things I've learned here is you just have to be willing to work through the part where you're bad. Few you know, people do that. The getting over gravity, your pride. Yeah, to what they're good at. Like you said at the beginning, you learning this, the business journalism side. I bet I'm sure that was at least somewhat intimidating trying to be like, you know, I have to go up with these expert people, but I'm going to get there. Yeah, and nobody's born a business journalist. <laughs> Nobody comes out just and pops like, out of the womb. Hey, I love me a good private equity deal. They, <laughs> they just you you get thrown in these situations, and then you either like sink or swim. And usually, you're gonna figure it out because you do not have any other options. And sometimes I think by not taking those risks of doing things that you might fail at. You can't know if you'll like it. So if I'm only going to gravitate towards my, I'm good at writing, I'm not good at video. Like, maybe I like video. I would never know if I didn't try. It's just getting over being so scared. Absolutely. What advice would you give to students who want to be business journalists? What can they start doing now, right before they graduate, and then right at the very beginning to kind of help them get started? I would read as much as you can. I think the best way to get acclimated is to sign up for all of the newsletters that cover business. So New York Times Dealbook, Fortune Term Sheet, uh, Strictly VC is another one. Uh, sign up for the newsletters, read them every day, even if you don't understand 90% of the words in them, keep reading and after a while it starts to make sense or Google it. Or uh, what I do is I, I genuinely knew very little before I started at Fortune about business. So what I would do is I had a few people that I knew I could call just to ask very dumb basic questions and I knew they wouldn't judge me because I'm just starting. But you develop this network of people where once you start getting it, you ask them more and more and more, and then you can have these amazing conversations. So there is no shortage of business-minded people coming out of UGA. You have to be, the biggest thing is you have to be entrepreneurial. Things are not always going to go your way. You could get this amazing, you could get your dream job and happen to be laid off two months later because of downsizing, cost-cutting, acquisitions, etc. Um, so... I would say figure out what it is you want to do and be entrepreneurial about it. Whether you go into, like you, you are a perfect example of this. Build your own brand and do so many different things where you as a person 
you can cut me video, you can write, you can do a podcast. Those are so many different skills that you one person can do in a newsroom. You could take three people's jobs because most newsrooms have a podcast person, a video person, uh, a writer. So this way you're building up a portfolio of various assets that you can bring to an organization that usually are not found in one person. So I would say the biggest, my biggest advice for somebody wanting to go into journalism or any field is build your brand and sell yourself as a company instead of here's what I can do for you. It's what can you do for me and how can you help me broaden my career? That's a really good way to put it. That's one of the <laughs> things I've loved about Grady is that there are just so many mm -hmm. opportunities here if you choose to go for them. Yes. Because I think the thing that has made my time here is outside of my classes, Completely. which took me a little while to learn. Yeah. But it's those, it's, knowing that those classes exist and knowing that those opportunities exist and then being able to blend the two is perfect. It's just, when you're a student, you're like, honestly, do I want one hour more sleep or do I want to be a Grady ambassador? You probably are gonna uh, want to sleep. So I always, yeah, always take those risks even though it'll pay off later. You did and you've worked your way up and now I, we heard that you're getting the Grady Young Alumni Award. So congratulations. Thank you, thank you. It's, yeah, it's a huge, this is my first award in my professional career, and I'm very happy it's coming from Grady. Um, it, yeah, I never, <laughs> it's so funny, I was like, it feels like yesterday that I was applying to be in Grady and I was so nervous that I wouldn't get in. And I was like, I don't know, am I qualified, am I not qualified? Everybody's so supportive, and if you do so much, obviously you get, recognized for putting yourself out there and honestly um, I failed at a lot of things but I would have still done them um, so I'm glad that Grady recognizes that. I think Grady also teaches us how to fail but how to keep going. I'll go into classes and they'll push me beyond what I have the experience how to do and I'll get super upset and then my professors will be like oh by the way like you, you can't do that quite yet but here's how you can get better and you can pick yourself up and keep going and I feel like all that we do as journalists yes. is kind of pick ourselves up and keep going every day with something new. It's honestly like starting a business. Uh, there's a there's a quote that, you know, or like a saying that um, nobody will take you seriously if you haven't already had two failed startups. So you have to go through that to fail, see what it looks like, see what rock bottom looks like, and then know, hey, like for example, I do not care if I get fired tomorrow. Why? Because I know that I have the skills necessary to do anything else to get another job, whether it's in journalism, whether it's in business, whether uh, I want to work for myself. I have those skills that honestly, a one job will not kill my career. And it's finding that in yourself that I can keep going and being so sure of yourself yeah. and who you are and what you can do that you can stand up for yourself outside of that. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for of doing course. this with me. Thank you, Noel. Thank you for listening to The Lead. This episode was produced by Nate Brammel and Noel Lashley, with special help from Keith Herndon, director of the Cox Institute at the University of Georgia. For more episodes with media leaders, go to soundcloud.com slash the lead podcast, or find us on Twitter at the lead podcast.